You are now listening to the new Old Heads podcast, premiered every Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time at BringDownTheBand.com, and brought to you by No Bad Ideas, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, and Sun King Brewery. Support the new Old Heads by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash newoldheads. You are now tuned in to the new Old Heads podcast. I am Major 7. The entire crew is here. Starting off with my man Jay Moore, the voice of Indianapolis, a.k.a. Kansas City Mac. Like in an expensive sweater uh, on the uh, you know, day before I, I his birthday. It. How are you, sir? This is, uh, this is uh, you know, I lucked into this. I'm not mad at you, though. I'm not mad at you. We're going to give you a happy early birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, he says he's the oldest of the old head, of the new old heads, but that means he has the most wisdom. So it's done wrong I mean, it depends that. on what you ask me. You know, I but might be the point. one that had the, might bring up the most foolishness, too. Could be. We, you right. I'm, I'm with you when you right. <laughs> Man, DJ J. Diff is in the building. What's happening, man? Salutations. How's everything your way? Things good, man, for the most part. You know, it's up and it's stuck. That snow talking about? <laughs> hey, I ain't really trying to talk about the snow right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's April. I mean, I guess Prince says sometimes it snows in April, and he wasn't lying. And you, and he ain't lying, boy, but I'm, you know. Growing up in Indiana, nothing surprises me at this point. Not so it's kind of like, just going to take the L. This is a Midwest thing. We ain't going to just blame this on Indiana because okay. Okay. the whole Midwest is, is getting this little bullshit jumping off right now. So, yes, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's snowing in St. Louis. If you in this little band of the country, you're getting it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go ahead and I was going to chalk it up to us, but y'all right. Like, they they going to have to uh, take, it's, take it's the blame for that. Too. Yes, sir. Live from the bringing down the band headquarters, my man Longevity. Are you? Yep. What? Am I what? Are you okay? Oh yeah, How's I'm okay. Everything? You cut out. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear yeah. me now? We good? Yeah. I am. I am doing quite all right. Thank you for asking. All right. You all right now? We do. Good to see y'all, brothers, as always. As we uh. You know, continue to do what we do and get through this snow. I'm just weird. I'm not weirded out. My mama called me and was like, uh, well, you know, it's snowing outside. I said, yeah, ma. I hope it don't. I don't know how long it's going to last. So, whatever. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and get into the, uh, the rundown here for this episode 234. And let's see. Well, I was going to start out with Cormega, but I... Obviously, we'd have to talk about what Cormega's commenting on. So, rest in peace to Black Rob, man. Um, I think there were everybody. I'm not sure if everybody saw it, but I'm sure all of us did on the show. Uh, shout out to the chat as well. We see y'all. Appreciate y'all as always. Um, but some of those videos of Rob, you know, they were floating around of him being sick. And, you know, I heard a couple of ex-bad you know, boy employees or people that were still in tune with him saying that he didn't like dialysis and, like needles and things of that nature and his health really really started to you know deteriorate and uh it's a legend like the, the thing about black rob is lone and i will always be tied to him because we heard his album at the exact same time we were in orlando if my name is, is that right yeah yep we were in orlando and uh nah, he he copped i copped uh light water for chocolate i believe he copped uh black rob's uh first album life story. and i remember we life story up yeah, and we swapped out after we had uh on the on the bus ride back, we were li- I listened to the whole entire album and then we swapped. You know what I'm saying? And I remember, you know, hearing Whoa and all those records on there, even the joint with um what's the joint with the steel drums? 
I cannot call the name of that record. Uh, it's a girl. It's a, it's a woman's name. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Jennifer Lopez? Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> well, she's on that record. album. I was fitting for that time, though. She's on that no, album, though. She's on the album, but... Oh, come on now. Wait a minute. Y'all give me one second. I got to look that up because I don't want to disrespect my man. That song was fire on that album. He was a great uh, storyteller. He had, you know, he I had mean, a lot I of really good storytelling. Was I dare of, you. My Jasmine. That's the name of the record. With Carl Thomas. Jasmine. That record is cold. Black Rob. Black Rob. Jennifer Lopez. Yep. Can, uh, can I Live with the Locks? Uh, looking at us uh, featuring CeeLo Life Story, like that whole album. I remember listening to this whole project and being like, top to bottom. And this joint had like 21 joints on it. It wasn't oh, wow. but a hand, it wasn't but a handful of maybe a small handful of records where I was like, okay, these are cool. But the majority of those records on that album was heat, top yeah. to bottom. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, Rob will definitely be missed, man. Like it's just another, it's just sad that a lot of these guys that we uh, you know, when we were younger. That we got a chance to see their entire careers and can relate to, and you know it's always dope when you can put a memory with an artist. And that was one that always be tied to me between me and Lone. But uh, just unfortunate, man, to see him pass, and you know especially coming up with coming off X and everything like that. So just rest in peace to him, and, and, and prayers go up to his family. I'm not sure if he has shorties or not. I didn't look into all of that. Um, correct me if he did, but um, yeah, man, salute to Rob, man. He he definitely will be missed. But, um, yeah, gotta take that. Uh, there's an article. Dialysis uh, shit seriously though. Even what's up now? Folks gotta take that dialysis and uh, kidney stuff seriously because, like, even seeing videos of him was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't have yeah. been that damn old. So, just people need to just be more mindful of their health. Yeah, a hundred percent. No. Can't remember who it was that was saying that uh he openly did not like to take it and you know wasn't like I said, wasn't a fan of needles and all that. And you know, I guess it just kind of caught up with him, man. So it's unfortunate because uh he's 51, if I'm not mistaken. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. But um yes. that's not that old, man. That's not that old. Um, but Cormega, there's a uh Cormega made a post. Shout out to Cormega. Um, he made a post. He was pretty much defending Diddy, we talked about Diddy last week. And uh, I'm going to read just the first couple sentences of what he said. He said, the truth is a ray of light. We are, uh, when we are clouded with judgment. So let me shine some light on the speculation. Diddy, Diddy did a bad boy reunion tour. Rob was included. Diddy looked out for him recently. He is handling the funeral, funeral arrangements. If you can't match what he's done, you should not blame a man for someone's death. I was my guy. I proudly worked with him when he was no longer in the spotlight. I think it would be better served if people reserved their words words for condolences to the family and the positive moments instead of vice of speculation that stops us um, unifying and growing as a culture. So I saw Mega come out. A choke no joke as well. He used to work with Rockefeller. He came out into uh to Diddy's uh Diddy's defense. And I'm starting to see a lot more people come out more than I thought. And again, we we're just fans, so we weren't we don't work in the industry, we don't we weren't around when things were happening, but I'm starting to see more people come to his defense. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's crazy because seeing that is the total opposite of what we you know discussed um you know last week on our show. But That's they did not come topic, to you. Though. 
Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's fair, but it's still different context. But what do you think about this, man? Because I think um, there's a lot of people that are starting to shed some positive light on him. So, in you know, after Rob passed and everything that's going on right now. Well, like I was saying, that's that's a different context. You can't put somebody else's um, life choices on another man. Right. Is their career? You know what I'm saying? Like what whatever he did. Uh, with a uh, bad boy and whatever contracts and whatever things he signed as far as that's concerned, no bearing on that man's health. Um, and you can't blame somebody else for that. That's the same thing we were talking about with DMX and uh, holding others accountable for his um, choices. You can't, I mean, that's not how life goes. A man, as a man, you stand on your own two feet and you make your own decisions. You can't have a support team, and I'm pretty sure both of them had support teams. Nobody can say that they didn't, or or you got to show the proof. As far as Diddy is concerned with Black Rob, that never crossed my mind as far as that being his fault that he's laying up, laid up in the hospital bed, uh, fighting for his life and praying for DMX at the same time. It's just apples and oranges. Yeah, you know, I, I saw, you know, there were a handful of tweets that I saw. You know, people people are gonna tweet anything, especially in this era, uh, where people were like, Man, I wish he would have I wish he would have done this, or I wish he would have done that. Like I, you know, it, it's just it's crazy that that's still happening, but it was kind of dope to see, you know, like people like Mega Hogan, people like that. Um I was surprised a lot of people that were standing up for him. Jay Moore, jump in there, man. What'd you think about what Cormega said? Or was that even necessary to say? Well, no, I, to an extent, I think it's, it's necessary because, you know, people always say about what somebody else isn't doing, but you know, what are you doing? Did you, you know, when Black Rob put out an album in 2015, did you buy it or stream it? You know, um, you know, did did you go, if he, if he was, if he was coming to your town, did you go to his show and support him? You know, I mean, people always have something to say, especially when it's somebody like Diddy or Jay or Russell Simmons or whoever, because they just feel like these people have all this and they should have done more. But, you know, I mean, look, his name off daddy, but he's not, he's not your daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like he is under no obligation to take care of grown men who used to work for him. Like I've, I've for different corporations. And if I get sick, you know, I, I'm not going to be like, yo, when y'all going to come through with some flowers or a check or whatever. I mean, like, cause I just understand, man, that's what it is. You know, um, I understand that we have a different, uh, we, you know, kind of relationship when these people are, are artists or people that have, have created a certain piece of art that we enjoy and we feel like they should be duly compensated <clears throat> for said piece of art. Um, and they should be, you know, but, um, you know, at the same time, I mean, like the, the you know, you if, if you're an artist and you want to be a rapper and you don't want to get a regular job, you got to get out here and make that art one way or another. Like I've seen, you know, certain artists who, even if it's on a lower scale, when they're not on a major label anymore, you know, they still get out here and, and create something for the people who are their fans. I mean, you know, the locks had put out an album last year, you yeah. know, um, 112 and, uh, uh, faith, you know, they, they still make music from time to time. You know, if you stop making music, you know, I, even if I'm a fan of yours, I can't support you. And, you know, there are rappers out here who've been honest about the fact they had to get real jobs. You know, I yeah. remember uh, rapper Big Pooh talked about, yo, I was driving Uber. 
sure. you know, because that's what it is. The music industry does not love you, exactly. you know, and so until you can figure it out on an artistic level and, and, and get some more art out, art out there, maybe tour, do some shows like as a man, if you got family or kids, even if you don't have family or kids, you got to find a way to make it happen one way or another, you know, yeah. but. You know, I guess, you know, I said all that to say, like, yo, I don't blame Diddy for any of this. But, you know, it is a tragedy, you know, only 51 and, you know, me turning 44, you know, yeah, to yeah. see to see X go at 50. You know, it just impresses upon you. I know, you don't a lot of us, especially black men, we don't like going to the doctor. We don't like taking pills. We don't like needles. But, you know, if you want to be here for your family and your friends or whatever, you got to go ahead and do it. So I would just impress that upon anybody who's listening. Got you. I can respect it. I can respect it. On um, <laughs> shout out to the chat, Long. Um, did you? <laughs> is there any, <laughs> is there anything else that you have to add? Any two cents that you can add to anything that anybody else has said? Or um, it was interesting to see Cormega come out and see some defense for Diddy. I guess you don't really see a lot of that in general. That's uh, Cormega. I, I guess in general, like I kind of agree with you guys. You know, it's kind of along the same line of what we talked about before. Like we we can't blame Diddy for Rob's health, really. You know, and we can't blame Diddy for a, what another man does. You know what I mean? I think the the argument could be brought up. You know, um, based upon like how all of his artists are doing today. You know, it's just interesting that like none of his artists are one relevant and or like some of them don't even haven't even heard of them in like 15 years is that just an is that an anomaly you know is that yeah. just a thing of the era or is there something else there you know uh you know again it goes back to the argument that i would say is um you know the dealings of the late 90s early 2000s and kind of some of the predatory deals that uh, artists were a part of and you know they signed them and you know, if they fell off, they fell off, and then that was it. You know, it just. Um, but I don't think you can blame Diddy for for anything dealing with Black Rob's health, and you know, and wanting him to sp uh, particularly do more or anything like that. Um, yeah. It's just a shame, yeah. I guess. Twenty seven man was was kind of banging. I ain't gonna front. That again now. Day twenty seven or day twenty six. Day, uh, yeah, day 26. Day, that album yeah. was actually pretty nice. You know what, Terry? It's funny you say that Um, because he has always been a dude about product and, you know, pr promoting in his brand. I'm not going to front. I was watching Making the Band and led me into wanting to hear how their album was going to come out. Like, all of that shit worked. Like, I, I was watching it and I, you know how reality TV is, but excuse me, but um. Day 26 actually had some heat on their first two. And I don't know what they did after the first two albums, heat. but I ain't gonna lie, them first two albums had some heat. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, they were solid R&B. Like, now that I think about it, they're really like the last R&B group that I think any any major label has tried to invest any time into. Yeah, because, yeah, really. you know, it's just... You know what? That's a good point, man. I'm trying to think. If you're in the chat, put some suggestions in there if we missed anybody. But I can't think of a to your point, like a traditional, you know, look, feel, vibe, mm. R&B group since them that has somewhat success. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. If you're in the chat or if you're in the comments, once we get this, uh, this episode up, I'd be curious to see what people say. Maybe I'm tripping, but no, I mean, just, I mean, might I be right, bro. We talked about a little bit about, you know, just the, the, uh, 
you know, the ecology of what, you know, uh, it is to, you know, get a, a group or, or artists out there. You don't see yeah. groups really of any kind anymore, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and especially like you yeah. got to think R&B groups, you know, they got to have the, you know, maybe some vocal coaching, you know, songwriting, got to go ahead and make mm-hmm. sure they got them, them, them outfits together. You know, you get a rapper who's <clears throat> popping SoundCloud, you just throw them out on stage with, you know, some some red tennis shoes and a gold chain and you know what I'm saying you you got <laughs> still a million <laughs> records you know what I'm saying not a whole lot you got to do for that hey Jay, Jay Moore that's the that's the starter kit some, some red yeah, shoes and a gold chain <laughs> and some face tattoos and you might have the new right. star of the movie, you know what I'm saying you know what Yo. the problem is see this is the problem back in the day <laughs> would start a group and earn their way to be that solo artist you know what i'm True. saying we, when you think about True. even like back back in the day before our time when, you, when you're talking about like uh uh, uh pendergrass you know he was in a group before he went solo True. richie was in a group before he went solo but why do you uh, think they were in groups before yeah, they went solo? bobby brown was in a group before he went solo james brown because, did you hear that question did you hear that question? Say that again. So why, why, why do you think people were in groups before they went solo? I think it's a mixture of a few different things. I think back then they understood the dichotomy of making an actual thing work with different moving pieces. And they knew if it, there has to be somebody that's in the forefront of the group, of course. Yeah. But they were willing to, you know what I'm saying, ride that train for as long as they could. And then kind of go their separate ways. Whereas now, we don't want to put in that work with a group of people, I think. Just want to go out and try to get it all on their own. Whereas some people just aren't lead singers and they actually need a group in order for them to make it. That's financially now. There's so much bread in music now. I don't think a lot of people want to chop chop the pie up. I think a lot of people just want to be that too is is being greedy and not realizing that you're not the star. You know what I'm saying? You got to get in where you fit in. Yeah. Yeah. We had that conversation when we were talking about TDE and where we talk about who went first and, you know, all that type of stuff. Like now I don't think today's era, I don't know if people truly understand the concept of playing their position. It's kind of like, yo, I got XYZ following me on YouTube. Give me some red shoes and a chain. God damn it. And put me out here. Got a red shoe, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah. think artists could do that in those eras. I don't think you could just see a Michael Jackson or you could just see a um, these solo artists without their groups popping because that's just kind of how everything was structured. Everything was structured to build I mean, up you your had, team. And then you could, and then you could very branch white. out. There's always very exceptions to the rule, orchestra. right? There's always exceptions to the rule, but, but there are far more artists that became bigger. Like after they were a part of a band, you think think about, I think we're all right on that one. I'm I'm with him on that. Think about everybody on Motown. I mean, there were very, I mean, really Marvin Gaye was kind of an exception because everyone else can't, you know, Smokey, Smokey came out. He was Dolo. Uh, You know, all the, the temptations from the, you know, from the original era, you know, they all wound up doing solo records, you know, Gladys Knight and the Pips, uh, right. the Marvelettes, you know, you know, the Isley Brothers, you know, the Gap Band, you know, and also it was a big <clears throat> thing back in the day to have a band. You had to have, right. you weren't guaranteed it's to have, you know, someone who, session musicians. You had to have people right. who knew how to play um, instruments around you, at least have a, a bass player or a drummer, 
Um, and then you filled in the, the rest of the parts, you know. Think about that situation where like, we well, yo, we got you. We're these record companies don't have they don't have the patience or the wherewithal to even try to manage five to manage five personalities. Oh no, that's right. not we don't we don't feel like doing that much well, work. Not for th- there's no money there's no work. artist right. development. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. To, to your point, you have yeah, to show no- up. A, a, a damn near finished product like if new yeah. edition were to come out now they would have to hell have, no they would have hell. to have mr telephone man and and if it isn't love they'd have to have those already in the tuck and uh, you know they'd already have to have shoot videos and have all that stuff done before yeah. a record company would even be interested yeah who, who wants think to spend about, that much time along i was just gonna say the, think about even the wu-tang clan right they they had kind of individual success here and there in New York, right? But it wasn't until they kind of came together and formed as like one huge thing and kind of like attacked everything from one angle. I mean, from the independent stuff, you know, side of things. Right. It's like I mean, they had. It was they, like, well, I'm just saying, like we do see that still these days. Like we see it yeah. with Odd Future. We saw it with the ASAP Crew. We saw it with Griselda. 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 Um, we saw, we've seen it with TDE a little bit, you know. We've also yeah. seen it with um, uh, Brock Hampton. I'm curious to see what comes yeah. out of those young kids. It's kind of um, packaged a little differently with th- those groups, though, because even like with Griselda, never came out with just Griselda from the beginning. It was always either Conway, uh, Benny, Benny, or uh, my guy's name. Right, I- I'd agree with Side that. Gun. Solo, well, but yeah, then they would just have a feature. But not really side gun first. So yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they would just have be featured on each other's projects. So whereas and, back in the day it actually would just start out as a group, yeah. then venture on to something something else. So I, I get your point though as far as what you mean by um things were structured back in the day were much set to be um groups were the popular thing. It was, it was popular to have right. a whole group come out and somebody kind of emerge from the back bands to the forefront yeah, bands um with, even with today i mean I, I don't think people even have the same um passion to even want to learn how to play instruments to be a band i'm saying collectively i don't right? even and think, that's not saying that musicians don't exist it's just that saying that um like there's not a neighborhood full of kids that all are learning how to play different instruments and come together and make a band. You know what I'm saying? I don't even right. think there's a lane for, I don't even think there's a lane from a consumer standpoint for that anyway. Like I don't even think people's attention span and attention to, you know, I don't want to say detail, but how people consume music now, like everything is so fast. Like I don't even know if people can be still long enough to listen to, you know, a, 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 well, a band like Silk Sonic just makes extremely dope music, and they have two huge artists that got together on some Voltron type shit. But I don't know if there's a lane from a consumer standpoint or three or four more of those. Like, what do you think? It is. I yeah, think, I think it is. No, absolutely. I, I, I just genres. I, yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. It's just the genre. If we're talking about specifically like rap with bands, then you don't see a lot of that. But uh, you know, but yeah, but like in general, I mean, there are still are rock bands, you know what I mean? There still are like bands and okay. stuff like that. I think the the issue that people run into is just uh, maybe it's the patience that you guys mentioned, but maybe it's also the fact that, um, you know, again, like you said, like it's so much easier to 
do everything yourself. Like back in the day, it was a lot more difficult to record an entire yeah. album where you played all of the instruments, you know, yeah. nowadays you can do everything, you know? So I, I think technology has changed it too. I do think, I think all of the things we're talking about, like maybe probably contribute to it, but um, I think yeah. theirs are just different. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, you, everybody makes good, you, you all make valid points, man. It's like, so you, every, every Motown documentary, you, they they highlight them in the garage with all the with all the uh, musicians like that was ne a necessity for all of those groups. They right. had to rock out and jam for. If you didn't have them, you had you didn't have them. You had to go find a player to replace one before we could cut this next record. You know what I'm saying? Like Otis, Otis had to come to grips. It wasn't then nobody come to see him. <laughs> Yo, you see, hey, you see how David Ruffin tried. He played him at the at the Copa. If y'all watched the movie, you know when he came out with the spotlight, it was like I'm David Ruffin and. These are the temptations. Like that's already he he already well, telling y'all it's about me. Like I'm out of here. Come in on that scene right there, Jack. David Ruffin was the founder of the group. He had to realize his position in the group that he founded. Uh, I, I thought Otis founded the group. No, oh, yeah, Otis, the Otis. That's what I meant, Otis. That's what I meant. Yeah, but you know, okay. Otis was like, "Now nah, we had this. We had this other dude sing lead." Yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get this cold dude named Melvin the same bass, and then I'm gonna get this kid, I'm gonna get this guy, Eddie Kendricks, he cold, and I'm just gonna lay in the cut and make sure the business right. He was he, Otis, he hard the shit out of that group. Facts. Facts. You know what? And Otis and is still out here. He just he'll grab somebody and be like, Hey man, you wanna be in the temptations? We go <laughs> going on tour and he'll go <laughs> they'll get out there and get it. Yeah. Hey. still out here moving with with uh Otis <laughs> and the only surviving member. X. X. Teams, well-oiled teams in general. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. Yeah. Any genre, yep. any thing of anything that happens, well-oiled teams will always be successful. When people know how to play their roles and know how to step out of the way and let certain people strive in certain situations, whether we're talking business or music or sports, yeah. can't, you can't beat them. can't beat that. You drop, you drop, you drop game right there because – Excuse me, the ability to fall back. No, that's that's a lost art, man. Everybody can't fall back or know when to lead or accept uh, being able to fall back for a minute until your time comes. You know, J Rock is the best example of that to me. He figured it out. Definitely he had figured, to pull yeah. back real quick. Matt yeah. came back so, swinging. Yep. Yeah. And put out some dope shit too. Like he yeah. wasn't no, yeah. you know, yeah, that, that ain't saying no that he, weakest link. Yeah, ain't nobody shit. saying that he was weak from the beginning, but. Nah. Realize his position, yep. let everybody yeah. else eat, and then he came back into the fold, and and that yep. kind of put him on the Mount Rushmore of the year that his album came out. Now and yep. he's straight now as a, as a founder, and now he's straight. So that turned into a dope uh, topic there, dope segment. Long, good good looking out there on the alley oop. I ain't see that one coming. It was dope assist. Um, <laughs> that's definitely was assist. <laughs> Did you want to? Uh, did you want to shout out the partners real quick, and or are we? Sure. Am I still a little early? Want to do partners? Uh, we're we're a little short of half, but we can do it really quick. We'll do it. Real quick. We'd like thank to thank our partners, partners of New Old Heads Podcast, No Bad Ideas Clothing Company, Coleman Dental, Printfinity, Indie CD and Vinyl, Sun King Brewery, and the hub for all things New Old Heads, BringingDownTheBand.com. Remember, once you type "Bringing Down the Band" in the search bar on YouTube and the page populates, subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. And as always, we thank you for your support. 
Now back to the show. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man. Shoot, Shout out to Doctor Otis Williams, together, man. You the temptations too. Shout out to Doctor Otis Williams, man. He is a doctor, and he still be on Instagram telling fire ass stories from the Temptations. So, you know, if y'all want to be a temptation, man, highlight Doctor Williams, man. Fuck around and are they accepting <laughs> applications? <laughs> Be singing, be singing fuck alto around. out here. Fuck around, fuck around, shit. Fuck around, yeah. Fuck around. Gonna put on one of them sequin suits, man, and be part of one of the greatest traditions ever. Uh, They're singing there. alto out here in these clubs. Out there singing "Treat Her Like a Lady," fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> up the whole song. Somebody, but it's somebody, cool some, two people actually on on the voice last night sang "Temptation" song. So shit, they still out here getting their royalties. Shout to Dennis Edwards, man. He, he came in low key. <laughs> well, shout to Sun King too. I got my product, so I'm, me I'm, too. I'm showing mine. I got my my product. Appreciate them. Mm. All right, so I got to get some more think, uh, uh, no bad ideas stuff. I'm gonna hit up Greg and see because we have to have to make some no deliveries. Bad, no bad idea, water. All right, all right. That's what's up. Right. Okay, we covered on product then. Cool. All right. All right. So. We we added a topic there I didn't see coming, which was extremely dope though. So, on uh, I'm, I'm gonna throw it to you. <clears throat> talk stats, or you want to talk raps? Uh, well, we got 30 minutes, so it's whatever. A little time. All right, cool. So let's talk. I, I saw an article on let's see, Reason. I think it's called Reason.com, and the headline says Donald Trump's presidency is over. MAGA rap is keeping his legacy alive. So there are songs out that are floating around here called, uh, for example, called Gun Toting Patriot, which has a black dude with a MAGA bucket hat and a prop gun and or black people in the background looking stupid with Trump. Um, I'm trying to describe this for y'all. Trump banners and more MAGA hats. And then there's a white guy in fatigues. Pretty embarrassing. Uh, it's called Gun Totem Patriot, and there's another one called We Outside. And I didn't realize this, but a lot of like there's multiple, there's more of these. Like there's another one, see, with a group that has 4G Auto Blow featuring Nashvilleian OG and Stillmatic. Uh, he's got white guys. One of them has red hair, who has pretty cool beard, and there's a black guy in there as well. And they're pretty much, I'm trying to you know paint a picture for y'all. Uh, they're they're pretty much just uh, gun-toting bandits, man, and rapping about being a patriot and uh, you know just hating everybody else, but MAGA supporters and they got them things on them. So I didn't realize that this was a lane. Like there's and this is what the article says. It says there are big SUVs, even bigger guns, a healthy contingent, video hose, a red "Make America Great Again" bucket hat mm. on the top of mm. a gray's head, a lifelike mannequin of former President Donald Trump in military fatigues. Okay, it's actually not that much of your typical rap video. So, clearly, there's a lane of people that are still out here doing this, and you know, alone. <laughs> we had a conversation about different types of rap. First of all, I wasn't aware that this was that big of a deal, but apparently, there are a lot of people out here that are still making joints like this, and and still on the Trump train. Is this something, is this something that be should be some form of concern or is this just straight corny and to go away? Because based off this article, they swear they, that they're keeping his, uh, keeping his legacy alive through this corny rap. 
I'm gonna come to you first, man. What what do you is there any credence to this, man, or should I just laugh and continue to keep it moving? Uh I think, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that in general, I'm not gonna call it MAGA rap, but I will say conservative rap. Okay, okay. Is definitely growing. Mm-hmm. Um and it's unfortunate that you like conservative rap out there. And it's unfortunate that you're an idiot. But <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> but I but but it's definitely a thing. Um yeah. and I can I can see it growing because if we just look at history, right? If we're looking at the history of the music industry and we watch what happened once hip hop became mainstream and um and everything. Um everything has its own little corner. Yeah. In base, it's not like conservative rap has, you know, was not a thing before. It's always been out there. It just wasn't very prevalent. Now it's called MAGA rap because, because Trump's the face of it. But I do think it's a little bit more prevalent. Um, you do. So to answer to answer that question, that's my answer to that. Oh, you think if I'm hearing you correctly, you think there's a chance, um this to possibly gain some steam if i'm paraphrasing like you, you correctly you think this might trump train might gain some steam huh? yeah it might gain a little steam i see what you did there i see you uh might gain a little steam and, and grow some legs well, perhaps not necessarily like i don't think it's going to be like this huge mainstream thing right we still have to realize that the as far as music industry is concerned it's still very liberal right so i don't i don't really foresee any like conservative rappers breaking into like pop radio or anything like that. Okay. But as okay. far as like building an underground following of, um, I'm trying my best not to like call them goofies I, and stuff, but, no, but it's going. like, it's goofy as hell from what I saw. I'll say it, but, call it spade a spade. but it's, it's like, I can definitely see this particular style of rap. I'm being, I'm being <laughs> intentional by calling it rap too. Yeah. Um, and watching this type of stuff grow. And um, I think we're going to see a lot of overlap between, uh, I think we're going to see a confusion of words around hip hop and rap around this genre as well. Okay. And a lot of people that are going to want to call it hip hop. And we can oh, yeah. talk about that in a little bit, but uh, I, I do think it's going to probably grow. So. Okay. Oh, hey, more what you think, man. Is this a blip trend? however you feel i mean (laughs) this is it 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 could be just seen as being goofy but i'm i'm not going to write it off just as that because um first of all i feel like it's very deliberate because like hey look we're rapping and there's a couple black people here so we can't be racist you know and i always think that that's a play well well but just to kind of kind of wow out a little bit and, and bring another perspective to it there's a, uh, you know, the, you could almost have a thought that hip hop is uh, in, a, in its own way has already shown sides of conservatism that don't have anything to do with these folks. You know, I mean, explain you've you. Well, you know, I mean, you can take it back to the 90s when Common as a single put out, you know, an anti-abortion song. Uh, with Lauren Hill on it, I remember. I remember being. I remember there were some girls who said, "I don't, you know, I don't f with Common like that." He put out that. He put out that one song, you know. Oh. Um, 
you know, even even little small things like, you know, Ghostface Killer saying like, you know, we don't mess with the abortions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, okay. Even when we talk about somebody like DMX, you know, who not, didn't just say he he wasn't ambiguous with it. He just didn't say, you know, God or the Lord. He would say Jesus in yeah. his raps, you know, and honestly, you know, there are as far as what is being, you know, popular entertainment, you know, you might hear you know, those sentiments a little bit more. And plus, like, let's just keep it real. Uh, if there's been any uh, form of popular music that's been pro-gun over the past 20 to 25 years, it's going to be hip-hop. So you almost have, and if there's ever been a, a kind of music that embraces capitalism and uh, the almighty dollar, then you're talking about hip-hop. So between uh, uh, guns, uh, you know, some very prominent rappers having anti-abortion stances, uh, the embrace of capitalism at all at any means, you know, you could make a case that these guys are just late to the party and they're just trying. They're really just yeah. clout chasing yeah, you because hip hop in and of itself espouses many uh, very um, conservative ideals. I think I need to clarify a little bit because I have an, uh, unfortunately, I just, I need to be better at this, uh, maybe, but I automatically just relate conservatism with racism. So I was speaking more on the blatant racism aspects of the current conservative party, as opposed to some of the more subtle topics of abortion, you know, gay rights and, you know, stuff like that. The Jay definitely made a point that conservatism has been a part of, but I feel like more race related like stuff is mm -hmm. of the conservative side of the party is more so what I was trying to articulate. Well, but I agree now, with what you're saying. Especially Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I totally agree with, with both sides of the coin as far as being conservative. I mean, I think we all have conservative point of views. Even us all on this show have conservative point of views. Right. I think that's the reason why they're trying to differentiate um, calling it MAGA rap versus conservative rap because mm -hmm. these guys mm -hmm. obviously have a different type of agenda as far as what they're speaking about. And as far as it growing and being a trend, you can liken it to uh, what's the juggalos, the insane clown positive. Yeah, yeah. And they consider that shit hip hop. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it. It's a subculture inside of hip hop that's very fucking popular in its own corner. Yep. Oh, so the same thing can happen with this particular style of rap. They're being conservative, well, not conservative, but popular in its own corner, yeah. having its own minions of sorts. That's what they fuck with. I mean, it's a it's an oxymoron to me for somebody to be included in a hip hop and be rapping about shit that doesn't support. Um basis of hip-hop you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like you, you pretty much shitting on hip-hop is but want to be considered hip-hop but I, I i can't stand how all of these other sub genres are popping up all over the damn place but they still put it under the umbrella of hip-hop this shit ain't hip-hop man at the end of the day talk to them i don't care i don't care what you want to call it but this ain't that yeah you need to figure out a whole different type of uh, music genre or something because if it came to blows and you got to get an award and you're putting the same uh, category of a Nas and a Jay-Z and sh with this bullshit yeah. because they can't figure out nowhere else to put your shit. Yeah. 
ain't going. That That's gives the you a part. whole other reason to boycott uh, all these fucking award shows if it even came to that. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's goofy. It, it's giving people um, off peace that don't need to talk. I like that you said, um, I like what you said about the comparisons to the greats and categorizing things because, you know, I'm I'm one of the people, I get frustrated and it's the old guy on the lawn syndrome probably and I can accept that, but sometimes I get frustrated with the categorizing of music to your point because now there are so many things that will just be labeled out in the open as hip hop and I'm just like, really? Like that's, this is a hip hop number one on billboard word. Like, is it really though? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know, man, maybe that's just the purest in me and I can admit that, but some of that shit don't sit right with me, bro. Like it's just, some of it is, I think a lot of it is the, the equation, the equating rapping as hip hop, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to it just being a part of hip hop, you know, like one of the, elements and so it's the same thing another another point that i I just want to articulate a little bit better i think it's the the maga rap is like anti-social progress too and so it's like really weird to like categorize maga rap as hip-hop not that anybody necessarily is but right i feel like we're jumping out ahead of the game here a little bit because i feel like it's going to be a thing but Right. Well, yeah, because those those same people, if they had to be around what is what I think I and what I think all of you consider to be real hip hop and they had to be around those crowds, they wouldn't want to be around those people. and They don't have anything in common with those people, you know, like for all the examples I gave, you know, these people, you know, these people still talk about you know, wanting the best for the black community and and, and an agenda of anti-racism, which is not what the quote unquote MAGA rap is about, you know, it's about maintaining uh, systems that have uh, created racism and maintain them. You know, even if they're saying it's not that just because, you know, they got some big trucks and some girls dancing and, and all the accoutrement, if you will, of what is a hip hop video. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're, if you'll label, if you'll label yourself MAGA rap, then I know whatever it is you're talking about is anti whatever it is that you know uh you know i feel is going to make you know things better for you know everyone you know you're talking about you're still in a, in a space where you're trying to make things better for you got you right got you yeah yeah mm-hmm. good. those are good points man good points good good angles to take as well like i i put the um bars put the what you call it in the uh, the article in the the culture feed if you're if you're in the community I have to copy and paste that and put it in the uh, chat so y'all can see my reference point to see, you know, example of some of these videos. We can't share them because, you know, we're trying to do what we're supposed to do. But uh, yeah, it's some, it's very, it's a very interesting visual. I'll just say that. There's a lot of things that you can point out and, you know, some of the stuff might frustrate you, frustrate you depending on how you watch it. So <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Um, let's see. We probably got time for one more before we get out of here. Yeah, shout out to the chat as always. We appreciate y'all uh, for doing what y'all do. I don't know who has said my update is a little behind, so I see Trey in there. Trey um, kind of quiet tonight. That's quite, oh, kind of quiet. Good. Okay, okay. If you're in there, we appreciate you. If you're in there, if you if you lurking, it's cool. We we know you still love us. It's all good. All right. So this last topic before we get out of here, 
Daymore brought this up last. He brought this up last week, and he also brought up you know well the concept a couple weeks ago. Well, actually around the time that Silk Sonic came out, and I saw a hip hop uh, article on Hip Hop DX uh, that says Drake's "What Next?" What Next just went platinum status in under two months. Jay Moore talked about comparing Drake's records that came out to Silk Sonic, who is still, if I'm not mistaken, still number one on the charts today. Uh, you know, versus Drake's record starting to, you know, they they started to tell off after that first week. It made me think, um, a stream, you know, with the effect of streaming, we just talked about how music has evolved. We were talking about Motown and you know, how music is recorded and all that. Um, when it comes to, you know, seeing these platinum statuses and things of that nature for records that fall off, I fall off from the traditional standpoint, but in relation to what an actual hit record is, like, should we be impressed with some of these? Because to me, Silk Sonic is like an actual, like that's a hit hit. Like it's still there. It's still maintaining. It's still the test of time thus far. I mean, even though Drake went platinum with these, uh, with the joints that he dropped, I don't think they hitting the same as that Silk Sonic. Jay Moore, you were the first person I thought about when I saw that go platinum, because you mentioned, you know, how streaming and the multiple avenues that you have to access music. Now it's kind of changed, you know, it's the perception in your eyes of what these titles mean when somebody, you know, gets a plaque or, you know, somebody is awarded something. But what, what do you think about that, man? Because Silk Sonic is still rolling in. So say what you want, but Drake went plat. Well, you know, yes, he did go platinum. And that's that's great, you know, because as far as metrics are concerned, you know, he did it. You know, he did it again. Good job for 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 Drake and those particular records. He'll get his plaque. But, you know. You know, as in as someone who's still out and about and, and is in places where they still play Drake records, um, you know, none of none of those, you know, we play a little bit, but it's like, OK, what what they didn't really have that impact on the culture. That's why they fell out of the top 100, you know, the way they did. And I think let's just be honest, you know, we're on a podcast uh, and there are several other people who do music or hip hop podcasts. And so we can have these discussions we all have to go through and, and who, even if we wouldn't ordinarily be interested, we have to. Drake is at that point now where even if you don't like him, yeah, you know he's going to come up in a discussion, so you got to go listen. Mm. You know, just so you can have an opinion, even if you're just there to hate, um, and even if you if, if, even if you're there just there to show love, you know. But you know, after I listen to it a couple times, I'm like, I'm done with those three songs pretty much forever. Like I'm not I'm not going to go back to those records because they weren't hits in the way that we're playing in the club or people are going to react to them when you know you play them in public. That's um, Silk Sonic though. Silk Sonic is still like you know so we Silk Sonic is another is a new club closer. You mm. know when it's it's time to give people that feel them and, and send them home the right way, you throw in that Silk Sonic, you know what I'm saying? And so that's a real hit. I you know and I'm not, I know you know Billboard has to update its uh the way it determines hits, you know, because at one point they didn't even take streaming into account. They didn't take, you know, now they take streaming, um, actual airplay, uh, what, what you're doing on YouTube. All those things play into what it is that makes a hit. You know, just like all those songs that uh, you boy, um, what's it, The Snitch? Um, <laughs> let's not even say his name. When I say hey, we know Snitch, about. you know who I'm talking about. We you know, know about. like he had these, you know, he was able to debut in these high 
positions. But you know, when it was uh, once 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 the controversy was over, and uh, people had listened to the song just so they could say they listened to the song and have an opinion about it, those songs were out of the Billboard Top 100. You know, technically, are those hits when you go and do your research and it says chart position peaked at number two or number 12 or wherever, it's going to look like, oh, that was a hit, you know, but what was the actual impact on pop culture? What was the actual impact on culture overall? And it's really, you know, zero to none. You know, I mean, when I see now those those Megan songs, you yeah. know, that, that I can't get away from them, Cardi songs, them the baby songs. Uh, you know, that, that play over and over Silk Sonic, you know, even outside, even stuff outside of genres that I know and I see them, you know, you can't act like them, you know, for whatever I got to say about Taylor Swift, those records, you know, when she puts them out, they ring off. And, and if you're in to that part of pop culture, you know, they She's are crazy very successful, man. She's crazy. You know? successful. So I'm just saying, if you right. see something and if it's it can go number one, but if it's out of the top. 100 in a, within in two to three weeks or a month was it really a hit or was it just it did it just get the benefit of the fact that we have to have conversations about it hey div jump in there man tell me tell me if i should be you know how do you feel when you see that because you know jay moore has mentioned this multiple times um pressed by the the platinum status or are you more like silk sonic is still doing anything and that's an actual hit record and that that's 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 actually the truth. Is that is that actually the truth? Because I think Silk Sonic is the truth. I really do. Did he freeze? Uh oh. Nice picture. Oh, there he goes. There you go. Oh. Maybe. He froze again. Oh, where's, where's my phone, man? Y'all hear me? <laughs> Damn. Hear me? Yeah, um. got you now. Okay. Damn it. Um. I'm going to just say platinum really don't mean a whole lot to me anymore based on streaming. I mean, it's totally different now. I mean, we all grew up in a time where platinum record mean you actually sold platinum or shipped platinum and sold that many albums within like the next week or two. It wasn't a matter of your song came out at 12 midnight and everybody just went to stream that shit. Maybe a thousand people bought it. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't really translate to me the same way as going platinum. Also, with those particular songs, the song uh, Silk Sonic Drop is a song that they're going to be able to tour with the remainder of their careers. You know what I'm saying? Anytime they tour, you're probably going to hear that song. Oh, no question. Versus these songs that went platinum from Drake probably will not get performed if he shows up in your city because they're pretty much throwaway tracks. People hype everything up so much nowadays that that's the reason why I went platinum because everybody, oh, this is that new Drake shit. I got to listen to that. Time next week happens, something else is new and then moved on. Yeah. It's just, you know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not a hit in the sense of being a hit. It's a hit in the sense of, of being part of the moment. Whereas uh, these other songs are going to transcend time, get around for much longer. I mean, Drake even has a get on his album. He's talking about um, that exact same thing as far as musicians doing music um, and real music transcends the uh, time out of other bullshit goes out the window for the most part. So I'm not calling this platinum song bullshit, but I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's bullshit. 
think will be performed compared to some other stuff. This album is is highly anticipated. I, I can assure you he'll be performing as much bigger records and promoting those new records off that album when it's time for those mm-hmm. concerts to come. I don't know if he's gonna pull from these. So, but you know, like I said, he got the got his platinum status. On what you think, man? Are you uh <laughs> do you care about this one, brother? Or I mean, I ain't I thought I lost you there for a minute. You still with us or Make sure you stay yeah, I, I zoned out and I found uh, I was doing some <laughs> calculations in my mind about something else. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you guys made good points. I, I think it's uh, this, the streaming world is, is just different. We're in a different place now, you know, and selling records based on popularity is always something that um, I've cared very little about. Um, so now i care even less like how are they basing all this off of like the fact that drake can drake puts out records and they go platinum is not based upon the musicality it was just based on the fact that drake is drake and he's popular that's the reason why and as much as we were going to say anything about silk sonic and how great of a song and and everything has the when is the project actually drop or has it dropped have i missed it need to stop playing okay i ain't heard anything yet they need to stop playing though but like as great as it is right it's also doing well because it's Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it's just a popularity contest still to me. And, you know, Bruno, obviously. I mean, although Anderson Pac is popular in our circle, world really don't know Anderson Pac like they should. Yeah, but it's not like. I do agree with that. Yeah, for sure. He's not Drake. He's not Bruno, but he is still Anderson Pac. And he's still a. He's still somebody, you know, like. He's gonna get a million hits on a video when it drops and a, a few. Yeah, right few but I, you know, I would so. like to see if if someone like an artist I really enjoy over these last couple of years, Lucky Day, who's put out oh, some real dope material. Lucky, 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 Lucky Day put Lucky out, Day. leave the, the door open. Album. Is it still getting this kind of love? It's, it's probably not, but he's got the best R and B album of 2021, hands down, right now. That joint he got with Yeba on that album, tough oh, whole album go. That album's tough, man. He's a beast. Go ahead, Lo. This whole thing, conversation we're having right now, the reason why I'm kind of uninterested in these type of topics is because this is the reason why I started bringing down the band in the first place, was because Ah. I wanted to put more eyes on musicianship and the artists that, you know, maybe deemed a little bit more um, attention paid to them rather than just, you know, Who's going to garner finished the attention? Project, finished pro- project, project. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, so people that spend people a little bit more time on the craft. Yeah. Anderson Park has a graduate of uh, bringing down a band university. Absolutely, absolutely hey. is, absolutely. Well, we were sharing Anderson Park before Anderson Park was Anderson Park. One day, Literally. people gonna go back through the archives and understand how much game uh, and how much how ahead bringing down the band was for a lot of these artists that people love today. Excuse me or that will love moving forward because it just shared it and people didn't realize how much heat you know the band was it's, putting out it's just it's not even necessarily that it's i think it's more so the the longer that you know we've been in this is just mm-hmm. it's less about the artist it's more so just about human nature and that human humans t- typically in general if you're not really like looking for something then you're not going to find it. And so you have to either be proactive about wanting to look for certain types of music or you have to be like a real head or you're just a casual listener that, you know, you 
maybe you turn the radio on and you hear something you're like, oh, that's cool. I like it. You know, it's, it's weird every time I hear, you know, like, or I, I, you know, I see somebody and they're like, yeah, I'm not really a fan of music. It's like just weird to me. Like how, yeah. and I'm not even like a huge, as huge of a fan. <laughs> I say that, you know, as I make music and, and run a music site. Right. But right, like throughout right. the years, like I don't listen to music as much as I used to. And I think a lot of it's because I'm in it, but um, but it's still really weird to hear people be like, yeah, I just don't listen to music. Like I just yeah. like some people are just casual fans and some people, and even the p- people that love music don't have the love to maybe want to go out and find it. And I think that's, you know, uh, there's definitely part. more people that, that want to be told what to listen to versus going out to find what to listen to. Well, that you said it right there. Now that's the line right there. Yeah. Want to be told or follow what everybody else is listening to. Yeah, that's that. You definitely dropped a bar on that one. That's real right there. You sometimes, um, you know, I just remember going to when we were growing up. You would go to the music store, the Sam Goody or Music Land. That's what it was, Anderson, um, Karma Records, places like that. You would go there with intentions of copying that single that you had in mind. There also was a phase where you go browse and you start pulling CDs back to look to see what's what or see what's mm-hmm. in there or. You go through the singles and look on the back and see if it's an acapella or instrumental or taxi singles is what they had with the long yeah. plastic case. Y'all know. Or or if you would go and they would have those listening stations and they'd have with the big ass headphones. I mean, I used yep. to go to record stores with no money just to go ahead and listen yeah. to records because, I, you know, until I got my check, you know, I had to, hey. I had to still know it was popping. Terry, Terry just hit hit the hit. You just probably took me back when you talk about the that's, dome. That's you exactly stand underneath there and listen to like it. You go to the dome and actually yeah. listen to it. But all right, that that's when things were a little more advanced, where you didn't really have to uh, sacrifice your fifteen to twenty dollars. <laughs> you're about to buy some trash. You could sample it real quick. Well, okay, I think I can ride with this. Let me let me take it. Or like Jay Moore said, yeah. And I had a bread right now. I'm, I'm just want to listen to see what it sounds like, just so I can be hit. You know what's crazy? I have to come back and grab it. You know what's crazy? Some of people in our community, the, you know, some of our homies from the community, like D Frog, he's younger than us, so he he's <laughs> he's not gonna know about going to the record store and getting hyped seeing a copy of something that's already out. I mean, that's not out yet, but they got it on di- on the display stand. You know, mm-hmm. at the register, like, oh, it come out in two weeks, and you want to pick it up and take a look uh, at it, check the track list out. If you knew the right stores to go to. Getting that early press, she was getting that shit a week or two before it actually dropped. That's true. Oh, I remember. I wasn't, when, uh, I wasn't robbing music. I wasn't robbing music stores though. But I mean, we weren't robbing them either. But shit, I, I remember when the love, <laughs> the love movement came out. They were playing a copy of the CD in this this place called the Discount Den in Carbondale, Illinois. And I was Man. like, "What? I, what do you mean I can't buy it? Y'all got it sitting right there." They're like, "No, yeah. we can't sell it yet." Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you a story, and I ain't gonna put, I ain't gonna put him on blast. But somebody oh. that worked at Rock and Billy's, Love Below, yeah. bigger box, Love Below came out. Said that folks wasn't gonna get uh, the Love Below side. Really, he was like, what? yeah, this shit's good, man, but people ain't gonna get it. They ain't gonna somebody get that's it, been man. on the show, even, isn't it? I ain't gonna say nothing about who. <laughs> I ain't gonna help nobody else. I don't even know who this is, so I'm I'm, yeah, I'm like idea. the people in the chat. Yeah, I don't even know who this is. I've heard this conversation before, out. I think. But I was there copying the album. Yeah. I was told that folks ain't gonna get this. 
and uh that motherfucker went diamond diamond to say that diamond yep two of the most polar the two of the most polar opposite sides of albums you could possibly get went diamond yeah oh yeah i still play prototype right now to this day like it's heat all over the album like both sides morris brown like they had heat on that album Favorite like things. you could rock walk in them, them type stores do and that. stop that album early. It was even a spot in Eastgate, matter of fact, where I got Nostradamus, which ain't the greatest Nas album nah, in the world. It's not. But I got that mug uh Ask at least a Nostra. week before Ask it came Nostra. out. Ask I hate long. So I, oh, I, hate him. I know he don't like that song. <laughs> um I can see walking into Karma Records right now with Mad Incense the, with the lights low and mad incense burning. <laughs> yep. I'm I saying. You can see that mug right now. Tapes to the right, CDs in the back, man. And 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 if you was really about that action, you'll go back there and scroll through the posters. But I'm getting old on y'all right now, so I ain't gonna do that. All right, so <laughs> in the Applewood Mall area. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's gonna do it for this episode. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to the chat if you still were rocking with us. I know y'all were, were a little uh, solid tonight, but we still love y'all. Appreciate y'all for lurking. If you were, if you announced yourself, we appreciate you as well. Make sure you go to Patreon, search for the new old heads, and check out all three of the options that we currently have up. And give us a follow or like on Twitch and uh, the new old heads network if you can on YouTube uh, to support us as we continue to grow. Shout out to all the partners as always. Might be able to sneak in on some of his verses in the post show. So I'll let your boy highlight us. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. I'll let your frog. Red man say. <laughs>